Hello to you, Debate This listener, and a happy Tuesday. Now, if you keep up with our regular release schedule, you may be thinking to yourself, wait, I thought I was owed a regular Debate This episode today. Well, great news, you're correct. However, we did have some scheduling issues come up with a guest that is going to be on the show very soon, so we had to move our recording schedule around a little bit. Instead, this week, we have an episode for you of Avenge This. If you're unfamiliar, Avenge This is the podcast we do sometimes to talk about Marvel and DC cinema, TV shows, and the like. Honestly, we used to just do that on Debate This. We called these episodes sidebars, but we decided to start a new podcast feed for it for folks who are into that sort of thing. Not every episode of Avenge This finds its way to the Debate This feed, so if you want more of this, go ahead and subscribe to Avenge This. But if that's not your usual type of podcast listening, I would say maybe check out this episode anyway. See, this Avenge This is special. This episode of Avenge This, if you couldn't tell from the title, is largely about the new movie Madam Web which I went and saw in theaters and I have a lot of feelings about. So, even if you haven't caught up with Marvel or care much for Marvel movies, I still recommend giving this episode a listen because, boy, is it unhinged and wild and, yeah, it's just a lot of things. Next week, we will actually be releasing our Patreon episode, a new episode of Deconstructed. So... We won't be here on the main feed next week. If you want something more, you'll have to go to patreon.com slash debate this cast. And then the week after that, we will be back with our next regular debate this episode, episode 139. So avenge this this week, Patreon next week, and back with a regular debate this episode right here on this feed, March 4th. So, without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to myself. If you decide to skip the rest of this episode, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. And if you decide to listen, well, you're welcome. Hello, and welcome to Avenge This, a show where if we can't predict the twist, you can be damn sure we'll avenge it. Matt, what's that? I've never heard of it. What's Avenge yeah, This? It's weird. We're back. Hey, we're back. Long time Avenge This listeners may be wondering where we've been since August, or maybe because they're long time Avenge This listeners, they've also been feeling a bit burned out on Marvel content, and we're simply thankful for the break. Either way, if you're new to this feed, welcome. In this show, we do breakdowns, discussions, and baseless speculation of Marvel content, and sometimes do that for DC content as well. That one time. (laughs) That one time. Very rarely. (laughs) We would have done Blue Beetle if we weren't all Mm -hmm. peak burnt out when Blue Beetle came out. We've done as much DC content as Dwayne The Rock Johnson has done DC content. That is true. (laughs) But we have done it, so we have to leave that blurb in the intro. It's true. Anyway, going forward, we're going to be treating Avenge This as a more casual and unscheduled feed. What? We'll pop in when we feel like it, so 
make sure to subscribe this feed so you can catch episodes whenever they happen. Or don't. I'm not your dad. Now, let this be your official warning that if you don't want spoilers, bail out now. Spoilers gonna, for what movie, Matt? We're going to be spoiling. <laughs> well, I just started Loki, so I think we're going to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Started- <laughs> yeah, that new movie, The Marvels, just came out, right? Yeah, we're going to be spoiling The Marvels, Loki, maybe Echo, maybe what? It- oh, and uh, Madam Web. We're talking about <laughs> so, what was, You snuck that last one in pretty quick there, Matt. <laughs> so do with Is that, that Loki? information what you will. Like I said, we are going to be spoiling Madam Web, which means at least one of us has seen this movie. It's me. I'm the one. And boy, do I have so many feelings about it. <laughs> I went and revived a whole ass podcast. I have so many feelings about it. So providing the soapbox upon which I shall rant are Andrew, Anya Corazon Henderson, Kyle, Maddie Franklin Harper, and Todd, Julia Carpenter Thomas. If you're confused about those names, yeah. it's it's the, the Go-Go's, right? These are all the members of the Go-Go's. <laughs> nice. Pretty much. Um, honestly, there's one scene in the movie that is really reminiscent of the Go-Go's. Anyway, those would be the three spider women from the trailers of Madam Web that I'm now, sure Now, that see. raises a really interesting point that you've called these three women spider women, because that's like calling high school Peter Parker or baby Peter Parker, yeah. actually, Spider-Man. Guys, I know I'm the only one who's actually seen this movie, but please... From the trailer footage and what you've heard, tell me how you feel about Madam Web. It sucks. It looks real bad. <laughs> I don't. I've never once wanted to see it, and I still don't. It looks like Sony started shooting this movie in February of 2020. The pandemic hit, and then they had to scrap the. They had to lash the rest of the movie together out of scraps in a cave. <laughs> I have consumed so much of this movie via TikTok. So much so that I think I've seen half the movie, which includes the beginning and the ending. I sent the other three hosts on this chat a TikTok that listed 10 unbelievable things that that happened in the movie. And your goal was to find the one that didn't. And they all did. That was the punchline. And I'm so mad. I'm so mad about everything that I read in that. I'm so mad about the marketing. I'm so mad that they maybe ruined these three, these four actresses you know, lives forever. This whole thing is a mess. The, I'm so mad. I'm so mad that I'm on a podcast. And I don't know how to start telling how mad I am that this movie was made. I know Adam Scott plays Ben Parker and may or yeah, may yeah. not have gotten with great power comes great responsibility from a fortune cookie. Uh, Well, so there is a fortune cookie bit and that's sort of part of it. That's not the big power responsibility line. The power responsibility line comes from a magical spider dad in a cave in Peru. Oh, okay. As it does. As it does. Well, I'm back in then. It's not even great great power comes great responsibility. Dad, shut up. Don't spoil it. I say that later. Don't spoil it. You better. (laughs) It's with great power comes great responsibility, but sent back and forth through Google Translate four times. (laughs) (laughs) Are you going to talk about the line read? to toward Adam Scott's Ben Parker that is what you don't want to be shot in Queens or what you've never been shot in Queens uh yeah um okay uh, look let me just <laughs> yeah you, I, I think you get, a good let's see your roses and yeah. thorns get your roses out of the way because yeah. we got some thorns clearly Matt we all know something about this movie 
Yeah, yeah. So Unwillingly. We have all the pieces. I, like the gentleman I am, the evening of Valentine's Day, took my wonderful and loving partner to Kane's and then to see Madam Webb with me because Hell yeah, brother. that's they how say you romance is dead. Yeah. <laughs> the most capitalistic holiday on the calendar. Now, can I also wait, side note very quickly because Matt and I have seen some shitty movies together. Matt, my good friend on this podcast, texted me at 6 p.m. on Valentine's Day <laughs> when I'm out at dinner with my partner and says, Madam Webb showing at 7 p.m. <laughs> Which... On one hand, I appreciate the offer, but also no for so many reasons. <laughs> I didn't know what you were up to. Do you guys remember four years ago, the Valentine's movie was Sonic? Yeah. I do remember that. How far we've fallen. What they've taken from us. We used Three to be years a before that, it was Deadpool. Three years before that was Deadpool. You're right. All right. Wow, that movie is seven years old. Yeah. Yeah, it's the original it's Deadpool. Yeah, wow. it's, it's not young. Time is a flat circle. Sure is. Yeah, 2016, I think. So, yeah. Hey, all right. I saw it. I saw the movie. I went. I saw it. Now, let me say some things up front here before I even fucking talk about Madam Web. If you've listened to this podcast or debate this or any other podcast, if you know me in real life, you know that I love bad movies. I watch bad movies as a hobby. It's a fun yes. thing for me to do, and I appreciate a bad movie. There is nothing to appreciate about Madam Web. Madam <laughs> Web is a awesome. bad, bad movie. It is not a good, bad movie. I keep seeing these reviews of, you know, contrarians on the internet, specifically one person who is a friend of mine and also a content creator who I won't name by name, but was like, you're giving Madam Webb a bad time. There's good acting in this movie. And I'm like, well, your credit's gone, bud. This movie sucks. You're just farming clip. This clicks. movie sucks. So without further ado, let me tell you about what was good because there's not going to be a lot of it. It was under two hours. Yeah. Listeners, I don't know if you appreciate how bad a movie has to be yeah. for Matt <laughs> To be like, this movie has no redeeming qualities. <laughs> yeah, so so let's let's play this game real quick. Let's talk Matt. about Matt so, for a second. Let's talk about let's talk about you as a person. So if you had to plot <laughs> Okay, so the bot if you're scraping the bottom of the barrel of most recent superhero movies, so you've got in there the last mutants, the new mutants. <laughs> same thing. You've got in there <laughs> same. Yeah, you've got in there uh Venom Two, let yep. there be Woody Harrelson. <laughs> you've got in there this movie. Yep. You've gotten there, Morbius, and mm-hmm. let's throw in there uh, one more. Let's say um, the last X-Men movie. What was that one? Dark last Phoenix? Stand? Oh, Dark Phoenix. No. Oh, Dark Phoenix? Yeah. yeah. So okay. line all of those up <laughs> for us. Like, w- w- Plot them out on a scatter plot, if you will, just so we can get the context of how bad this is. I'm going to take three of those wholly out of the running, as in like not even in the same category of bad. Okay. Wow. The only three that I think I need to put in perspective for you are New Mutants, Morbius, Let There Be Carnage. Real okay. Now I personally have an okay. issue with your three because Dark Phoenix. I thought Phoenix, Dark Phoenix was when you fall you you tried to watch three times and fell that asleep. That was me. That oh, was Todd. Yeah, I, I was locked on a plane for twenty four hours okay. and failed to watch it three times. That is the only place where that movie exists is on plane, so I understand uh-huh. that. I don't think Dark Phoenix is as bad as Let There Be Carnage or New Mutants. Okay. TBH, after re-watching Morbius yesterday, 
it might move above Dark Phoenix. I have not seen Dark Phoenix in a Matt movie. is ready for Morbin time. <laughs> Madam Web broke Matt. Yeah. This movie God. broke Matt. Madam Web single-handedly have. turned me around on Morbius. Matt can wow. Matt can experience a fifth dimension after watching this movie. God, you know how sometimes really like good. people get sick and then they wake up and they're like allergic to a new thing? That's how I feel. <laughs> like Madam yeah. Web changed my chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Let me start with what's good about this movie. Thing number one, I am 100% convinced that there is a good script of this movie somewhere. We didn't see it. Sure. I don't know where it's at, but it, it exists. It, it, There's no not way. a script, Matt. This was yeah. shot like Iron Man, but without any of the talented actors who made Time that out. work. I think there's, there's maybe a good version of this movie that existed somewhere between Into the Spider-Verse and a version of this that involved a Spider-Man. And instead, they realized, well, we can't have a Spider-Man in this because one, Sony can't decide who their Spider-Man is at this point, I guess. And two, Into the Spider-Verse and its sequel already exists and they can't fuck around with that. And so they're like, what if we do a multiverse story and don't involve the two biggest pieces of the multiverse that aren't Madame Web? I like to think that this is one of those movies where, because this is such a such an obscure character, it almost like has to be a passion project like for somebody to have the the actual stones to like go to a hollywood exec and say i want to make a madam web movie and and t for everyone just to be like what does what is that like what are you what are these words you're saying it it had to have started out as a passion project there's no other way that's really charitable andrew but like sony movies has like an ip that is selling and it's spider-man mm -hmm. and we all watched them after Across <laughs> the Spider-Verse came out. Them go like, nope, we're all in on spy on the Spider-Man yeah. stuff we own. Quality be damned, I guess. Yeah. Like I I feel I feel like that's all we've got is that is Sony is like up against a wall and is just like screw it. See what sticks. We've got this IP. See what the fans latch on to. Well, far far from home and no way home are still some of the highest grossing movies. So they know yeah. that there's something special there. And I think what you said is true, Kyle, that they're like, what about these other characters? What if we keep there's gotta expanding be this Yeah, what if we just keep expanding the spider world around Spider-Man? Because like Spider-Man's good. The kids yeah. there's a big circle with dollar signs and it says Spider-Man. Poor, poor Matt looks and, like he's gonna explode. We should let him talk. Yeah, it's fine. So first off, the other good things. First <laughs> off, I'm hearing a lot of arguing from three motherfuckers who wouldn't go see Madam Web with me. So shut the hell up. I don't have to be waterboarded to know I don't want to be waterboarded. I was in a different state. I was in a different state. But to mm. be clear, had I been here, I still wouldn't have gone. <laughs> yeah, I was in a different state of being in that I wanted to be happy on Valentine's Day. <laughs> I was in a different state and recovering from the flu. So let me Boom. I got a I got a twofer. Thing number two, I just realized that I never finished putting those bad movies in order. So very quickly, yeah. I would go Morbius, okay. New Mutants, interesting. Madam Web. Got it. D listeners, just sure. note that his, his hand was up here <laughs> and then it went down to the floor. I think that's how, pretty clear. Wait, Andrew, how... Andrew, how do you how do you say listeners his hand was up here and went to the floor as a measurement to let the listeners know where it. his hands were? You get it. You get Matt, it. Matt. We're not doing that. Because this is so unhinged already, can I get you to throw in 
2005 Jennifer Garner vehicle Electra into that <laughs> into that ranking. Yeah, let's get a Halle Berry Catwoman too. So that's the thing. Basketball okay. scene. True, 100% honest. I don't want to compare Madam Web to Catwoman or Electra because I have not seen those movies in 20 years. And so like I, I, I cannot accurately do that. Had I seen either of them in the last 10 years, I would tell you, yeah. but I haven't. So I tell you what, I'm going to watch them after Madam Web because it's like getting in the above ground pool after you've been in the hot tub and it feels really cold. <laughs> like Everything yeah. feels different <laughs> after this movie. So like I said, I'm 100% convinced there is a good script for this movie somewhere because conceptually there are some cool ideas here. Thing number one, just like base, very surface level. You've got a serial killer with Spider-Man powers. That's a cool idea. That sentence is a cool idea. Don't think about what they did with it. Just think about that idea <laughs> and it's cool. Okay. Right. Thing number two, the found family between these four characters was at some point when someone was like, these are the four, let's put these four in this movie. Mm -hmm. Somebody got it right. Like there's a good found family there. Did this movie do that? Well, no, absolutely not. They didn't. However, I understand that like conceptually on paper, there's a good idea for this movie. It could have been. They could, could have, have done it well. Yeah. Okay. So that's thing number one. Thing number two, CGI wise, this is honestly one of the better Marvel movies in a minute. Hmm. Now. Rough. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Now, let me be clear on a couple of things here. There are some clarifying points. Thing number one, I'm saying movies, not shows. Because I think Loki 2 looked better than most of the movies we've seen recently. But, like, I think that this looked better than Quantumania. I think that this looked better maybe than the Marvels. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, obviously, like, mm -hmm. not relevant. But the last few Marvel... Thor 4, this looks infinitely better than Thor 4. Yeah. Oh, it didn't have a floating disembodied head? Yeah. Talking like a force ghost. So like CGI wise, this movie isn't terrible. They use some cool practical effects. And when it comes to, you know, like stylistic Dakota Johnson's in an ethereal dream space kind of thing. They made some cool CGI choices that looked good. Now on TikTok, you're going to see the clips of the spider people running up and down trees like the first Twilight movie. I can't answer for that. I'm just saying the rest <laughs> of the CGI looked okay. <laughs> that's also in this movie. <laughs> that's, that's also there. Um, I, I have a kind of an annoying question, but I can't imagine I'm the only one, right? So this when this trailer eventually came out, my first thought was like, look, I've been a big Spider-Man fan my entire life. Like I've played all, I've watched the cartoons, I've played the games. I do not know what a Madam Web is. Can I please get a tight 30 on the character of Madam Web? So to, I won't take the full bit if you want to plug in stuff here. Most people would know Madam Web from one of two things, either the Spider-Verse like series, um, mm -hmm. like comic run, because okay. she is she is a major character there. But most people, our generation probably know her from the Spider-Man cartoon. Yeah, because there is a spider verse like, an old like woman, right? There's a spider verse two parter that brings in all the spiders man 
from different <laughs> universes because Madam Web sits outside of time monitoring the threads of fate like the, the there is a Spider-Man in every universe. Think like what we saw in Across the Spider-Verse where uh, what's his face character is uh, Spider-Man 2099 is like. Yeah operating outside of time. Yeah, that is kind of the role that this old woman who sits on the throne tied to all these webs watches all the webs of fate. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is her whole bit. She is this woman. She watches over all the spider totems in each one of the like universes that they're in. And that's her thing. She can see the future because she can see all realities. And there has been young versions of her like that's not a new thing. But the one that everyone would know is this very old woman with red yeah. sunglasses who sits on a throne outside of time monitoring all the spider people. Yes. And she's played by Dakota Johnson in this movie. <laughs> in this uh-huh. Yeah. And again, okay. there's been young versions of her like that. There is like precedent for that. But that's like that's not. That would, no, I'm just trying to connect a name yeah. to a to. A yeah, name. yeah. I just didn't even know that much. It would be very similar to like if they did a Spider-Man movie and called it Spider-Man and it was uh, Ben Riley, the Scarlet Spider. That is a version of a Spider-Man. Sure. He has been called Spider-Man, but he's known yeah. as Spider Scarlet Spider Ben Riley. They did that. For the record, Todd, for the record, uh-huh. what you just said would insinuate that Dakota Johnson does not end up as a woman outside of time in red sunglasses and a giant wheelchair thrown at the end of the movie. Okay, that's and fair, man. And she does. So, <laughs> you know what? I well, believe then. that this movie insinuates that Dakota Johnson, who this movie says is about 45. She's like 34 in Actually, real life. I guess, no, I'm sorry. It says she's 40. 40 even um, sure. is the number they call Dakota Johnson. But um, I think they want her to be the old lady. Anyway, okay, let sure. me get on to what's bad. So I want to go quick because I want to leave time for you guys. Thing number one. Holy shit. This movie looks like it was duct taped together and not well. (laughs) Like, sure. There are cuts and edits in this movie that make you feel like the CD skipped that like someone is saying a word and it just like in the middle of someone's word and jumps to a completely different scene. It is bananas. On top of how it looked, it sounds like it was duct taped together because I would say conservative estimate, 90% of Ezekiel Sims lines are 80 yard in and not well. Like kind of like quantum mania worse. So Mm. worse, Mm. worse for two reasons. One, it's like they didn't even try to normalize the audio and make it sound like it was from the same source in any way. Like Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Worse. Like, oh, no. <laughs> and the other thing is that... Like they did it in the car on the way to the premiere. <laughs> they showed, they showed like clips where you can see the character talking and the lines are ADR and the mouth does not line up. Good. And that doesn't happen a couple times. That happens like 10-ish times. In a way that, like, I looked at Maddie and was like, we we watch bad movies for fun. Like, we watch A24, or not A24, um, Asylum films. Famously for bad movies time. from A24. A24. Oh, man. Um, a really, starting a bit where Matt Matt refers to all A24 yeah. movies as purposefully bad just to well, start <laughs> fights. Really A24. A24 is kind of the library of production studios. So. <laughs> that's what they God call damn it. it. I hate it all. <laughs> yeah. 
I didn't know how to get that there. I'm glad you did. Thanks. So we watch bad movies for fun. But the thing about those bad movies is that you get to see the person do the line read of like, oh, no, a giant shark. Like, and that's <laughs> right, fun. Yeah. That's fun. This didn't have that. This was like, like a dubbed anime. You see the character's mouth move. And then at a completely different tone and a completely different like volume than what you just heard, you hear somebody else say, track them. You have to use the tracker. It's <laughs> awful. Woof. It's trash. So that's thing number one. Thing number two, this movie was so forced that if it was indigestion, someone would have sharted. Like they pushed this movie out, not because anyone wanted it to, but because it had to happen. Yeah. Next bullet point. I don't know that Dakota Johnson knew that she was filming this movie. And I wrote this and then like did a little research and like reading and some interviews and stuff and found out that basically she didn't. Neither did really anybody else on set because so many changes happened between what they filmed and the final product that they all lost track of like, what are we even really doing here? Wow. And it shows. It shows a lot. I like to imagine that Sony did the thing that some phase five Marvel movies did where like those actors didn't necessarily know they were filming a scene that was going to be like four minutes in a completely different movie, except they did it with four people who have not had their own standalone movie yet. <laughs> they just were like, yes. read these lines. We'll fix it in post. Yeah. It's the same thing that happened to Helen Mirren in Shazam two. There are interviews where she would film a scene. Yeah, she was a villain in Shazam. <laughs> Helen Mirren in Shazam too. <laughs> yeah. um, we don't have time for that. That's come out since we've done one of these. Yeah, <laughs> not expecting. That, She's though. on record saying like filming a scene and being, like, "What are we doing? What? What is mm-hmm. like?" After the movie came out, she's like, "I didn't know what was happening in this." It's all the Gwyneth Paltrow interviews where she's like, "I yeah, I guess I was in that movie because she filmed like." <sighs> yeah. mm-hmm. 20 scenes as pepper pots at once and then was like all right don't call me and yeah <laughs> but never had that those establishing movies beforehand where right she formed a character at least ahead of time mm-hmm. yep mm-hmm. that's so wild and I, I, I can totally see that see how that happens because again with all the cgi with the fact that like they do all this they can all this stuff in a silo and to Kyle's point, or I think Matt said it earlier, it's like they could have easily have just filmed a bunch of like random scenes five years ago. Dakota thinking that she was in an MCU movie was like, yeah, yeah. sure. You know, like oh, that's, that's really interesting. At least they got at least two of these actresses in by saying Tom Holland is attached to the project. Right. However many years ago. I was going to save it for critique later, but that's one thing that is like known that Dakota Johnson said that she had heard Elizabeth Olsen talking about how good of an experience she had had filming a Marvel movie, yeah. which is just the Matt Smith trap from <laughs> from Morbius, because he said the same thing. He agreed thinking he was getting into Marvel. Yikes. And that's why all the promo is like a different kind of Marvel movie. I'm now also loving the the image of like Dakota Johnson is walking up for the audition or whatever. And a, a Sony exec is running ahead of her is like. Cover all the Sony logos. She needs to yeah. think this is <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's one of those things where, you know, obviously we're dialed into this shit. We yeah. know where, like, the Marvel Sony camp is, is and the Marvel is camp and, and Universal had rights and Fox had rights. 
But like your average person, most people don't but like know that. your agent should know like your agent should know. But here's the thing. This is what Sony does. They say this is a Marvel movie because yeah. that is 100 percent factual. Mm-hmm. The beginning, they say this is a Marvel movie like this movie is a Marvel movie. It is a Marvel property. That is 100 percent fact. And that's all they need to say. I've, I've got more thoughts and I want to I want to let Matt finish yeah, before yeah, we yeah. like spiral more. Uh, I want to say, too, to what you said, Andrew, at the very beginning of the movie, when the Marvel logo pops up, it doesn't say Marvel. It says in association association. with Marvel. And I leaned over to Maddie and I was like, those three words, those three words are going to do the heaviest lifting in this whole movie. Here's the thing, though. Those three words got gave us Blade and Spider and Tobey Maguire. So, Uh yeah. And Not all always the X Men movies. And I, all the like, X Men movies. It is the it is the coffee brewed by Starbucks of the movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> those words mean do not mean you are at a Starbucks. <laughs> sometimes you're at a courtyard Marriott. Sometimes you're at an airport. I've got three bullet points left, um, and two of them are my like biggest bullet points. Thing number one: give characters agency. Jesus Christ. This movie was effectively like CCTV footage of an event that already happened. Like nobody (laughs) in this movie at any point had any agency to do anything or learn anything or become anything or change anything ever. The three girls that you've seen in all the trailers, they get kidnapped and then it's an escort mission for two hours. That's it. That's the whole fucking movie. It's like that level in uh, GoldenEye where you have to get Natalia out and it's awful. This is that. Mm. It is two hours of an escort mission where three of the four main characters have zero agency whatsoever. Even Cassie Webb, Cassandra Webb, none agency. Zero. Absolutely none. She doesn't have like... Her last name is Webb? Yes. But with two yeah. B's. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> the big moment. The like, our characters have grown and we're seeing character growth moment. At about 80 minutes into the movie, Cassandra Webb teaches the three girls how to do CPR. And then at minute... Yeah. One hour and 53, 60 seconds before the film ends, they save Cassandra Webb by doing CPR on her. And that's it. That's the character growth that the three spider women have throughout this whole movie. That is their agency. That is their purpose. They're CPR certified by the end of the movie. You keep calling them spider women. Surely, surely they have like superpowers, right? Like they do superheroes. What a great point. What a great point, Andrew. What a great point that is. Yeah. No, they don't. They wait, 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 wait. Don't but the movie, but the trailer powers. showed them. The trailer showed yeah. them in outfits climbing walls, fighting bad guys. I saw Sydney Sweeney hang upside down. All three of you, all three of you, have seen every single piece of footage of the three Spider Women in costume doing things that I have. Everything so, from the movies was in the trailers. So, Matt, is it a dream sequence or is it a prophecy? Well, the first one. So this is even better, Kyle. What a phenomenal question for you to ask. The first time we see it, because we see it twice. Once the beginning, once the end. Sandwich. Good, bad sandwich. So 
at the beginning, it isn't a prophecy. It is a curse. And so it's a nightmare that is then later insinuated to have never been a true prophecy. So the bad guy dreams up these three spider women because he is cursed to think that sometime spider spirits will kill him. And he dreams up these three women. But it is later told to us that that was a curse that was put on him and never a real thing. And so then at the end of the movie, the very end, the last, the fucking outro music's already playing. Cassandra Webb talks about the future that she sees for these girls and her together. And we see them doing the same things in their spider costumes again. But that is a prophecy of Cassandra Webb, who at this point is believed to be able to just like fucking see the multiverse or whatever. So at no point in this movie is it fully insinuated that the three girls Sydney Sweeney, Isabella Marquette, and Celeste O'Connor, that those three girls that we spent the movie with become Spider-Women. At no point is it insinuated that. Here's here's a I stupid a, question. I have a question. Well, Matt, the movie isn't called Spider-Women. It's called Madame <laughs> Web. <laughs> what a and, we got, and we got that. I can't argue with that. So, wait, I thought that there was only one Spider-Person in a universe. No. And this universe is where Peter Parker is the Spider-Person. Spider why are there three other spider people? Are they from different universes? That is what we have been told in other properties. This property oh, is, this is just like, nah, we're not doing that. It's Calvin and that's Ball the thing, here. man, is that like, so going back to giving characters agency, if I'm Sony, right? Like if I am Sony.LLC or whatever, I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> Sony, a limited liability corporation yeah, company. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Um, I have this character who canonically sits at the center of the multiverse. Disney Marvel's doing a lot of multiverse shit right now. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make this movie about my multiversal person and just force Disney to entwine them. Force it to just like in some sort of way tie in. And this whole movie, I went in, Maddie and I at Kane's before we went and saw it, having a romantic dinner of chicken tenders. I was like, I think the play of this movie, I think the thing that nobody's seen that like is going to be the big reveal is that at some point, you know, like Madam Web looks into the sky and sees the purple split apart from Spider-Man mm-hmm. No Way Home. They're going to do something to tie this into the larger multiverse. And they never do. They yeah. never do it. They never do. They don't connect this movie to anything. Oh, they don't even like bring in like Michael Keaton or because <laughs> <laughs> they love doing that. I have two. I have two thoughts on this, and one, I do think part of the equation for why it was duct taped together, why we got like ADR lines recorded in the car on the drive over to the premiere, is that probably shortly after Quantumania and. Maybe even after Disney announced they were letting um, Kang go, someone at Sony was like, oh shit, the door on multiverse stuff is closing. Mm. We spent X millions of dollars on this already. We have to recoup any of that. I wouldn't be surprised if that's one part of this equation. I think 
it is implied by the press Sony has been doing lately that their multiversal push is not to tie more things to the MCU, but to jump off of the success of Across the Spider-Verse. Because the pressers I've been seeing are next to Spider-Man projects we have to get through before we can do a live-action Miles Morales was the uh, Boy. that connective tissue. So they're trying to they're trying to turn the Spider Verse animated movies into their franchise. They just they just didn't need to do this. Um, like like again, Madam Web, the version that everyone most people in our generation know is the one from Spider Man that you don't get shit about her until she's like Peter Parker. Welcome to this pocket dimension. Here's <laughs> welcome other versions- to the Spider Man Initiative. <laughs> Here's other versions of you. That one, when he takes his mask off, actually doesn't look like you because he's your clone and he went crazy because of it. That one has six arms. That one has Doc Ock stuff. That one likes the Venom symbiote. They're doing a good job. <laughs> that one has like, Doc Ock stuff. We did that in Across the Spider-Verse oh, without Madam Web. They didn't need right. this at all. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't need to do that. You didn't need to do it. You don't You don't need a, a an old lady in, in the Nexus of the Universe. Can, so all of you just shut the fuck up for a minute. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because in two bullet points, I was going to ask you the question that you've all just answered. But I'm going to finish what I have to say. Because I watched this fucking movie for this. So I'm going to let you finish. My last two bullet points. Thing number one, they tried to make a superhero movie that wasn't about superheroes. That was the goal here. They did it in the least interesting way possible. We've already seen this done. It's Jessica Jones. The Netflix Jessica Jones series Mm -hmm. is what this movie wanted to be. A movie Mm. about superheroes that is not about a superhero. They intentionally make Cassandra Webb incredibly unlikable. And Dakota Johnson's like bit, she's kind of like an Aubrey Plaza type or like a Jenna Ortega where like that's Mm. what she plays and she plays it very well. The way that this movie did it was not interesting. We're going to see a bunch of clips and videos on TikTok of like, holy shit, Dakota Johnson's acting in this movie was so bad. No, I don't think it was. This movie was so bad. They shouldn't have put Dakota Johnson. Uh, in. Yeah, the script is bad. It's a Hayden Christensen situation. Mm. And so my like my point of this is very early in the movie to show you how bad Cassandra Webb sucks. She, as an EMT, saves a woman's life. And then in the next scene, they're at the hospital and the son of that woman comes up with a drawing of the family together. And it's like a six year old kid. And the dad's like, my son drew this for you. He wants to say thank you for saving his mother. And she basically is like, I, I don't know what to do. I don't I don't want I don't. (laughs) So far that Adam Scott has to like lean over and say, just take it and throw it away later. And she's like, "Uh," and she takes it and she's like, I can't, it, it won't even fold. What do I do? Like they drive home this point that she is unlikable to never, ever give any value to that ever. It Mm. sucks. All right. Last bullet point. Two genuine laughs in this movie. I counted them. I laughed twice. There were exactly two. Um, one came at the hands of uh, Maddie, whatever her last name is, Maddie Franklin, uh, in the back of the taxi 
that Cassandra Webb stole and the NYPD just decided not to care about. <laughs> GTA rules. You drive drive yeah. for, for long enough, those stars yeah, go away. Serious. Dakota Johnson even made the reference that she's a pretty good driver, and so they added extra driving scenes for her. Great. The second genuine laugh or moment of joy, there was a really cool scene where the bad guy gets run down by uh, an ambulance flying out of a building. It was cool. I enjoyed it. Um, I think I laughed another time, too, but I don't remember what it was. Okay, that's it. That's all I've got to say. What questions do you have? No, I can't tell you why Cassandra Webb isn't on the no-fly list and got on a one-way ticket to Peru in 24 hours in 2003 in New York City. I don't know. Also, the NSA is a big plot point in this movie. Any other questions? Uh, the NSA, mm. the most famous of the government three-letter agencies. Yes. Matt, I don't know if I have any questions that we're not going to ask before we're done with this. Um, I just needed a space to say two things about this movie. We were talking about how it exists, why it exists. This movie feels a lot like... So for, for people listening that enjoy um, Tim Robinson's I Think You Should Leave, this is his character in the country western singing and the skeletons came to life <laughs> scene. That there's like the the old timey you know cowboy singing that's the marvel universe and yeah. this is tim robinson <laughs> trying to make the skeletons come to life and their bones are money and and so that's one two webb is her married last name I don't know if she's married. Oh, that's in this not movie. even her like no, it's not her name. maiden name. Her married last name is Webb because her husband's last name is Webb. Unless it's a weird progressive thing that her husband took her last name, but this came she debuted in like the eighties, so that is pretty unlikely. So take that. I don't know, but it would have been really funny if her name was like Cassandra Smith. And then, <laughs> and then in the last five minutes, yeah. they do the wedding, and, and it's like, yeah. oh no, that was my. That so was my she's name. married this whole time. In the movie, Webb is her mother's married yeah. name. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which, which, like, I don't know. I mean, the reason why Julia Carpenter, Sidney Sweeney's character, is there is, like, she becomes a future Madam Webb. But even that's pretty morbid because, like, Craven's daughter kills Madam Webb. Great. And Madam Webb in the comic book lore is like she's in like this wheelchair contraption she is blind you know she can see the future and when she passes those powers to julia carpenter julia carpenter is also stricken by all those ailments um which uh, oh. feels terrible i don't have any questions for you matt this movie is a crime and i hope that the pr that's coming from it where dakota johnson is like i don't know i didn't go and see it yet who knows I'm contractually obligated to not say bad things. So I downloaded this while we were we we should splice in here that the bit of her uh, some some on some press junket them asking her what the names of the last the three Spider Man movies are. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So Sp Spider Man yeah. here here he comes. Here, here he comes. Can you name the three Spider Man uh, Tom Holland movies? Yeah. <laughs> should I just go in faith? Yeah. Oh. Spider Man. Here's here he comes. Here he comes. That's that's yeah. number one. Yep. Spider Man, and he's back. And the other one, the last one is yeah. um, at uh, the Goblet of Spider Man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> New vacation. Harry Spider Man and the Goblet of Man. <laughs> <laughs> 
What is the, uh, I need the butchered, like, not, yeah, not version of with great power comes great responsibility yes, that they give please. us in the yeah. movie. Um, I'll read my final question. Like the mystic Peruvian spider dad said in the movie, when you accept the responsibility, great power will come. So oh, I'm no. hoping. It's not what that original uh, saying with, means. With great responsibility comes great power. <laughs> so I'm hoping that by accepting the responsibility for answering this question, we, like Cassandra Webb, can change the future so it never happens again. And that will lead me to this question. Why the fuck did this movie need to happen? Can I actually answer your question with another question? Because yeah. I feel like we can't just get away with saying mystic Peruvian spider dad and just mm. like not oh, they have did. context for that. That's, that's how he's introduced in the movie. <laughs> I would tell you what Todd said. So right. I'll give you, just because you guys didn't see the movie, I'll just give you the scene real quick. Because her, her mom died when investigating Studying spiders, in, spiders in Peru. Yeah. And this man, in Ezekiel Sims, was also there. Here yeah. we go. I'm going to run you through it. Her mom's in the Amazon studying spiders <laughs> studying right spiders. before she died. So, Incredibly pregnant, like nine and a half months, pregnant. nine and a half yeah. months pregnant. We find out later in the movie that the reason she's there is because Cassandra Webb is going to be born sick and she wants to find a mystic spider cure. Oh, so, so it is another Morbius plot. It kind of is. Yeah. And that's I thought they were going to tie it to Morbius and they didn't. They didn't tie what, to Morbius. Would, they you, didn't have, tie to would Venom. you have pooped if he showed up? This is the first Marvel movie in 10 years that had no post credits. It didn't yeah. have any post credits even. No post. Wow. No posty at all. So like, wow. All right. Yeah, they and I'll get there anyway. Yeah. She's studying spiders. She finds the spider. Ezekiel Sims is like, I'm going to steal your spider. And like a normal human being her mother is holding a spider in a jar and Ezekiel Sims is trying to grab it and has a gun to her head. And she says, don't make this decision. Don't make this decision. And then he shoots her and then he runs off. Feels like he already made this. Is, decision. It, is, yeah. is Adam Scott Ezekiel Sims? No, no. no. He's Ben Parker. Yeah, oh, he is Ben Parker. Uh, Ezekiel Sims is played by a guy named Tahir Rahim, who's been in a bunch of other stuff that I haven't seen. If anybody's <laughs> going to lose their career over this movie, it's going to be him. Anyway, That's unfortunate. So she gets shot and she's like laying on the ground, bleeding out. And all of a sudden, all of these seemingly native Peruvians covered in red mud, wearing black web suits, Hell crawl yeah. down out of the trees and they take her dying mom to a cave and they put her in the magical milky cave water. And then the Peruvian guy <laughs> takes a spider out and he puts it on her mom's chest and the spider bites her in the chest. And then she gives birth and they pull the baby out of the milky cave water. And the Peruvian man in perfect English is like, she's fine. She'll survive. She's strong. When she comes back for answers, I'll be here to give them to her. And then the mom dies. Cut to the rest of the movie. What? <laughs> what was any of that? And so about okay. 75 minutes later, we get a tight shot on Cassandra Webb when she says, I have to go to Peru. And the next day she's in Peru okay. and she meets a random guy in the middle of the woods. And he's like, actually, I'm a mystic Aranya spirit. I was I I birthed you from your mother in a milky cave pond. 
after <laughs> we tried to juice her with spider venom to keep her alive and it cured you, but she died. Sorry. When you accept the responsibility, great power comes. Also, you can be in multiple places at once and see the future. And and people think Kingdom Hearts is dumb. Both can be dumb. Both can, <laughs> can be, be true, dumb. Andrew. Like one this, doesn't excuse this the being other. Bad, it doesn't ground it. Yeah, yeah, this being bad does not elevate Kingdom Hearts <laughs> in any way. Yeah. I want to answer my own question just very briefly. I think that this is a very shitty project, uh, um, a very shitty thing that we've seen happen specifically with Warner Brothers, where studios are effectively writing this movie off as a tax write off. Mm. The fact that there was no post credit scene at all on this, I think, is really telling. There's a quote from the director saying, like, I had a story to tell. I feel like we told the story. I didn't need to add anything else to it. It's a very strange answer, and I think even when it comes to Marvel, often the directors of the post credit scene aren't even the same. They film those months later to correspond with other movies. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Sony looked at this movie and said, nope, don't tie it to anything. Don't put a post credit scene on it. Like, let the promotion go wild. We're just... I saw an article that said this movie is supposed to make $35 million this Ooh. week, period. Wow. That's next. That's next to nothing. That's next to nothing. Yeah. Because it is a topic right now. I do want to point out that like having a movie come out unsupported in a, at a bad time of year for the movie sure. is different than not releasing a movie so you can get a tax write off. Right. Yeah. The first thing, the what we're what we're accusing Madam Webb of doing is an old Hollywood, you know, old yeah, I mean, studio. Mel Brooks wrote an entire musical about it. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say this yeah. is the producers. Yeah. yeah. It happens all the time where like to get actors you build in these golden parachute deals where like if this movie doesn't come out, you still get X dollars. If it does come out, you get a percentage of the earnings or whatever. So like to not pay Dakota Johnson her like $5 million golden parachute clause, the movie has to come out and do poorly. So they can't pay her any extra money instead. Very different than we're not going to put any of these movies out and claim them as a tax write off because that works. Apparently that said it is a very, early 2000s superhero movie move to like have that happen to a movie here in 2024. It's right. not something we've seen for a long, long time. Yeah. Like even black Adam was setting up some thought that it was going to get a sequel. <laughs> like yeah. we have not seen a superhero movie acknowledge. Yeah. We probably aren't getting a sequel on this one in a long time. Here's my, my take on this that, I have nothing else to say about this movie. I cannot wait to see what the fallout is. I think you're right. The the astute call of no post credit scene, not linking it to anything purposefully. <laughs> no Michael Keaton showing up and saying, I like the energy of this universe. Let's get that spider guy. <laughs> oh um, none of that. What I do hope to see, if there's something I want to see from this, it's 15 years from now 
that Dakota Johnson does play a live actor, a live acted uh, Madam Web, a la Tim Roth coming back to play Abomination, a thing that we never thought would happen. Yeah, yeah. But like, just hand pick her back out to be like, we're ready to do this now, and this will be a fun nod. Come on, here's ten million dollars. Let's go. I want to validate a couple of quick things as I was. I was uh, on IMDb and just looking at some things. So the director, S.J. Clarkson, uh, is only credited with a few other projects, one of which being Jessica Jones, two episodes of Jessica Jones. Wow. And, and The so, Defenders. Yeah. Yep. So there you go. Which is interesting. And then two of the three writers, Matt Sazama and Burke Sharpless, uh, both uh, wrote Morbius. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, I did see the, uh, and, I, there oh, was and, the meme. And the uh, 2017 Power Rangers. Also bad. Also so bad. There was a meme going around of like, yeah, the, the writers of Madam Web have a uh, have some real hits under their belt. And yep. And I want to be now that we've said it twice, like Jessica Jones was enjoyable, especially the first season. The first yeah. season was very good. Yeah, so some of the later good. stuff was a bit hit or miss, but the first season was really good. So I don't want us to get off this podcast and be like Jessica Jones wasn't a good character in a good series because she super was. I agree. Uh, hot take. The third season of Jessica Jones is the best. Anyway. Okay. All right. That is enough Madam Web talk for today, but we Thank do Christ. still have half an episode left. So coming up, we're going to talk about Deadpool 3, the fantastic forecasting and what's joined the MCU since our last podcast. So stick around. We will be right back. Oh, I'm so excited to have an ad to run again instead of having to find old video game music and hope we don't get DCMA struck. Yeah, it's fine. I'm going to use that as the start of the ad. Do we know what we're saying? Are we just going to wing it? I think we're just going to wing it. Okay. We'll make it happen. Hey, you're listening to this. Do you like video games and maybe karaoke? <laughs> Jesus what a Christ. threatening question. Hey, you, the listener. <laughs> Do you like video games and karaoke? Well, I can promise you that you'll get one of those two things at the Midwest Gaming Classic that's happening between April 5th through April 7th at the Baird Center in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And uh, we are going to get a table. We're going to hand out free merch. Uh, most importantly, we're going to do a live show. We are doing our live show on the bonus stage Saturday night at 7 p.m. That's Saturday night, 7 p.m. Central time if you needed to know what time. Not that else it would matter because it's not getting broadcast. We're not live else. streaming it, but yeah. it'll be on the main feed after we're done. Yeah, eventually. We did this last year. Todd and I yelled about Donkey Kong and Sonic. And it was a really fun time. We had a PowerPoint slideshow. We did have a PowerPoint slideshow. It was unhinged. Everyone clapped. Todd, is there going to be a PowerPoint slideshow again a this fucking year? course there's going to be a PowerPoint, PowerPoint slideshow wow. again. Yeah. There has to be. The people, listen, the people yeah, the have been people asking. Have you, it. the people. Yeah, you, the people, have been demanding it. The time we weren't on stage, we spent at the table getting people mad by asking questions like, is a DVD player a video game console? Yes, yeah, it's it pretty cursed. I think we're going to do that again. All four of us are going to be there this time. Yay. See all of us in person. Yeah. And our topic is... Insert topic here. <laughs> Good. 7 p.m. on the bonus stage, Saturday, April 7th? 6th. 6th. April 6th. Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Midwest Gaming Classic. See you there. Could be fun. Could be fun. Could be fun. <laughs> Welcome back. We've talked about Madam Webb. We never need to do it again until, you know, two, three years from now, I convince all three of you to watch it at a party. Moving on, let's talk about something else. The Deadpool 3 trailer is officially the most viewed trailer of all time. 
So let's do a little roundtable here. What are your thoughts and who is your wildest cameo call for Deadpool 3? I'll start with thoughts. I have to think on a cameo a bit more, but not to be that guy, but uh, we're so back. It feel it, that was a it was a really good trailer and it's like been a good week. It's been a good week. For, aside from what we talked about for the last hour. Aside from aside from Madam Webb, it's been a good week. Um there have been some some bad opinions going around where like that have people have been like Deadpool three does the fourth wall stuff that She Hulk tried to do and failed. I disagree. I think She Hulk did the fourth wall stuff just as well as uh Deadpool. Yeah. The fourth wall stuff is a minor joke in all of the Deadpool movies. It is not why those movies are good. It is fun extra flavor. This looked really good though. I really like how they are using the TVA to bring in this character, how how the cameos are being set up in the movie. It looks like a lot of fun. And um it's been a long time since I've seen a Marvel trailer and could say that. And yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, same. Also same and same. There's something just about this trailer that was really fun. Yeah. The whole energy was good. The fact that they're tying in the TVA is like obviously was a rumor for a long time and makes total sense because Deadpool 2 ended with him with just <laughs> fucking up yeah. history. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. like the whole joke, obviously, like Loki has had two seasons about you can't just go and mess with timelines. Yeah. And Deadpool 2, the fact that he ended with the most reckless superhero with the button press of like, I'm going to go clean up the timeline. See yeah. you later. That was great. Like, yeah. that's very, very cool that they did that. As far as cameos go, there's a lot of rumored ones. Obviously, we saw the actor that played Pyro shows yeah. up in the trailer. Never would have guessed. Let that be the level set of you don't know who's going to show up here. And in the background, uh, one of their fighting scenes is the old 21st century Fox like logo. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we're going to see a bunch of the Fox folk, I assume. Here are the ones that that I think are are rumored and that first off, we have heard that uh that oh shit what's her her name Electra Jennifer Garner Jennifer, Jennifer Gardner is is like is like listed as she's gonna show up good there is a scene in the trailer where it's Deadpool's like outfit but shooting Uzis that's not a thing Deadpool does that's what Lady Deadpool does mm. who better to play Lady Deadpool than Blake Lively that oh would be, that's that would really be fun. fun Blake that's Lively fun. as so Lady hard. Deadpool yeah that's fun. The last one that like and I'd heard someone else rumor that which I, I don't want to claim original the call that I want to make right now that I think would be incredible. So in the trailer, they show a version of Wolverine with his back to the camera. He's wearing a jacket. That's a version of Wolverine called Patch because he wears an eye patch. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> which I mean, any actor could play that Wolverine right there. That version. Um, I think it'd be cool if we got Daniel Radcliffe as that Wolverine. That would be very fun. The call I want to make is you can't see the dealer in that scene. Give me Gambit. Give yeah. me Remy LeBeau. Give me Channing Tatum's Gambit right yeah. there for all of two minutes of screen time. Because if for those who don't know, he was casted into a Gambit movie and it got torched. You're right. He's you're right. in the 10 years of Marvel photo. Like, he's oh, is in, he? He's is in he really? Big, he's in the big cast 10 years of Marvel photo. Um, before the full acquisition happened, you go look it up. He's there. They were going to do it. That was the, the gambit appearance in Wolverine origins, origins was supposed to be setting up 
it was prior uh, to Channing that. Tatum, yeah. Chan, Channing Tatum's passion project. So we never got, because he wasn't Gambit in that, and we never yeah. actually yeah. got him as Gambit. And I think that that, to me, would be the most fun cameo. I think that, you know, at, at fear of hyping up what we tried to do with Multiverse of Madness, I think this is where we are going to get some of those payoffs. Um, also, I love that in the promo for the promo art for uh, Deadpool and Wolverine, it's like not an origins movie. Yeah. Which is just a yeah, kickback to good. Wolverine origins. Which, yeah. I very much like that Rob Delaney shows up yes. <laughs> from, yeah. from Deadpool 2. Yeah. yeah. I, I would very I would like to see of all of the like original X-Men movie people that aren't Hugh Jackman. I think I'm really hoping for James Marsden Cyclops. I was going to oh, say, yeah, I, I yeah. really want James Marsden. Yeah, just because James Marsden is so good at playing boner characters. Yeah. 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 He's just so good just, at, at and re- that redemption, bit. Redemption for James Marsden Cyclops, too. Cause yeah. Do we think that he intended to become that actor? Because that's the actor he's become. Is the it boner is certainly actor. the actor that he's become, but he's so good at it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I, honestly, I will... I will I will die on the hill to say nothing cemented that more than his can- than his uh, his character in Westworld. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say Sonic. No, no. I, I mean, I that, think- that that landed the the yeah, plane. I but think yeah. that I think Westworld is what is definitely what landed. He was the just plane. A, a a schmuck because yeah. he lives. He gets his redemption. I started watching season three. It's it's not very good, good but he, well, one. it's not very good. But he yeah. gets, he does get a redemption. But my my point is, I I would very much like to see James Marston. James Marston was who I was going to say I would like to see. Mm-hmm. I actually can could see the big, the big like secret um, cameo appearance being Halle Berry. I could see that'd be fun. Disney, okay. I could see Disney throwing enough clout around to get Halle Berry to yeah, to come back. Who is, up. Who is um, future past Storm? I forget that actress's name. Um, she had a dope mohawk though. Yeah, she was. Really, I really remember. liked her as. I really liked her storm. Uh, Daniel, Daniel Nicolette. Is that I didn't it? see. That might be. I didn't see Age of Apocalypse. Matt, what are your what are or your Days thoughts? Of, oh, I did see Days of Future Past though. She's in it. She's in Age of Apocalypse. She's not in Future Days okay. of Future Past. Yeah, I really like the trailer. I agree with pretty much everything you guys have said. I will hope that we get Nick Cage's Ghost Rider forever. <laughs> The, we don't deserve it, but yeah, man. The AI, <laughs> sure. the AI generated um, uh, meme pages that spam my Facebook keep telling me there's a Midnight Suns movie coming. So, I I want that. My blade. more realistic cameo call is someone from New Mutants, and I hope it's Maisie Williams. I hope we get Maisie Williams Wolfbane and Deadpool oh, three. Oh, I was yeah. I was gonna say I was thinking that was the next one I was thinking was New Mutants. Um, sorry, and and Storm was Alexandra Ship, who is really good. She was in the Barbie movie actually, um, oh, most recently. Okay, yeah, um, she was well, she was one of the Barbies in the Barbie movie. <laughs> she was she was Barbie. It's not helpful, I know. Maisie Williams might be the only person who is more over a movie than Dakota Johnson is. Oh, yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. But when that movie came out, it had been shelved for so long that I think she was like, fucking movie. Go see yep. it or don't. And I yep. could see them now that you said it, Matt, I could see them also putting Maisie Williams and um, um, Sansa Stark in because mm. oh, yeah. she was a Jean Grey at one point. Sophie Turner. Sophie Turner. Yeah. I could oh, see yeah. them putting both of them, getting mm. them to both cameo so they can make yeah, a, she's so Ryan Rounds can make a Game of Thrones joke, too. And and again, <laughs> yeah. let's let's. 
let's be clear like we still don't know the plot of this movie other yeah. than x-men or uh, the deadpool's working with the tva to some capacity and like the two premier guesses that i see are either you got to clean up some timelines or there was an early rumor that he was going to try and find like the avengers to start setting up the team to fight kang yeah. and like i don't know i think there's this third version of if we are dealing with the tva do we get like when did this movie happen? Right. Is this what, TVA what version of the TVA is this? Right. Is this is this, is this, Loki is this being TVA that is like Spoilers. truly trying to do good things, or is this like corrupted TVA doing their yeah. own thing? Because I could see them like obviously Deadpool's all about breaking the fourth wall. I could see another wall break that's like we the TVA are playing you Deadpool to go clean up timelines for us. LOL, it's super fucked now. Good luck, my right. dude. You kind of are going to have to fix it anyway. See you later. Also, I was the winner of Succession, the actor. Bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I won Succession. <laughs> Let me pitch this question to the group then. Deadpool 1 and 2, mm-hmm. decidedly not MCU movies. They were Fox mm-hmm. movies. This is now being brought into the MCU. How much of the future MCU story is going to hinge on this movie is going to be set is this going to be like a flashpoint kind of soft uh, soft reset no or is this a my guess is that this is a mcu movie like no way home is an mcu movie where it is but it also isn't and it kind of lives in this weird pocket dimension and just references things and i want to answer my answer with a second answer and say this i think the future of the MCU. I think we got to stop doing the big stories and like oh, I, this is oh, yeah. this is where we are. I think it's I'm just like it, we'll reference a couple other things. You know, this can live in this pocket, but like everybody out in San Francisco can continue doing whatever they're doing in San Francisco mm-hmm. and in New York. So that's my answer. The only reason I would disagree with some of that is that so there one there's rumors that like Kevin Feige is like hell yeah people were jazzed by this. How do we carry that momentum? That's my um, only like argument in favor of it being yeah. a bigger hinge point. You know, we've all had the rumor that that Secret Wars is going to like do a soft reboot because that's kind of going to happen. I know we're going to talk Fantastic Four in a hot second and we'll we'll guess some stuff from there. But like, I think they do just by the nature of these Marvel movies, they have to build to an Avengers team up. There's always has to build up to a Why? team. They don't up. have to. We haven't had one in seven years. People, people love that shit. People I mean, loved that people, shit. People love that people shit. People loved loved past tense that shit. Avengers team up can mean a lot of different things too. Sure. Because if we yeah, get civil mutants, war, if we, we get are never we are never this. getting the Avengers ever again. We are never getting them. It is it is not going to happen. That lightning will not strike again. I agree. I'm saying I'm, that right I'm, now. I'm in agreement with Andrew. I will, I will I th- be naive and disagree. I okay, think cool. the. I think the Kyle's my only friend. No citation. Lighten, lightning in a bottle that could be captured here is the introduction of the mutants of the X Men to the mm-hmm. MCU gives Marvel a team to play with, a team sure. that famously has a cast of characters in and out all the time that they can do all the team them up fun stuff with, and then send those characters out to other movies without having to get Robert Downey Jr. back in the studio. Right. Without having yeah. to well, and, 
get Chris Evans back in the costume. Like, well, and maybe maybe that's my better take is like people like team em ups. Yes. That's what people want. Yeah. Like it's mm-hmm. fun to see five or so ish of your favorite characters doing cool character shit. And like we haven't had that. And whether it's a whether it's an Avengers movie or not, a Civil War movie or not, I think that's what people want to see things lead up to. But I, I agree, like we need to stop constantly tying everything to this overarching thing that's tied to an actor that we have to fire because he's a bad man and we've built the next yeah. 10 years of content around this bad man. And I think going into the next question that like the Fantastic Four are another team. Team, you've got, it's a built-in team. They can come at, back together every however many years, do their Fantastic Four movie. And then you can have Reed Richards or Johnny Storm or the thing show up here and there in other Marvel properties so we can all go, oh, look, it's it's the thing. Hooray. And then move on with our lives. You guys, Cousin Richie is going to be the thing. It's so great. Cousin, yeah. Let me go ahead and talk about uh, this next question here. They announced (laughs) the most anticipated casting in 15 years of Marvel Cinema via Instagram on fucking Wednesday. So the day that Madam Web dropped. Perfect. This is this is the kind of shit I want from. This is the kind of unhinged nonsense I want from the MCU moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. In case you missed it, Marvel confirmed Pedro Pascal will play Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic. Vanessa Kirby will play Sue Storm, Invisible Woman. Joseph Quinn will play Johnny Storm, Human Torch, and Ebon Moss Bacharach will play Ben Grimm, The Thing. So, how do you guys feel about it? I know one of those names, and I kind of recognize another person whose name I didn't recognize, like, so, off the call So, Kyle, sheet. Pedro Pascal, obviously, yeah. everyone knows Pedro. Mm-hmm. Vanessa Kirby was in The Crown. Um, okay. Uh, yes. Played, yeah, played, played a younger version of The Queen in The Crown, I think that's Got what it, it was. Um, Joseph Quinn was the guitar playing Dungeons and Dragons guy from Stranger Things got eaten by Demon Bats oh, playing guitar. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And Ebon is, I mean, he's the cousin he's from Rich. He's from, Richie. And uh, you the need bear. to watch. You need to watch. The I bear need to watch the bear. the bear. Yeah. The bear he's also, he was also in excellent. girls. Apparently he, had like he a was also in girls. season one of Punisher. Yes. So, which oh, is actually where I know guy. him from. Yeah, like, that's course, where I recognize micro, him from most. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, this casting had been rumored for a while. Uh, if you are perpetually online in the places that I am, um, this is where they had kind of rumored these groups for a while. And there have been some other names thrown out um, specifically for Reed Richards. But uh, Pedro Pascal seemed to be their safe bet that they got because everyone loves Pedro. He's the it guy right now. Like, he was so good in the second one. Why job. is the internet so upset about this, though? Well, okay, so I guess I mean, a couple why, things. Why would I ask that? Why would the the internet's internet's upset about it? Yeah, that's a, what a question. <laughs> Let's think about this for a second, because like my office was talking about this, because I said, yeah, they announced it, because half of my office cares, the other half My office is like, less. what's up, Pedro Pascal? <laughs> right, and as soon as I said that, my supervisor was like, I thought that was John Krasinski, which leads you to a whole thing. And yeah. so, like, th- let's let's think of this for a second. So the Internet wanted John Krasinski for a really long time. Then they got him and, and he was under spaghetti. <laughs> and everyone was like, well, that's weird that you spaghetti the main character. Was that him? And they're like, no, no, no. He's too old, which Pedro is like four years older than John Krasinski. Can't unpack that right now. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, it was rumored for a while that Adam Driver might play Reed Richards. Right. Which like yep. that had been a rumor and that got shelved and didn't happen. And then it was quiet for a while. And it was like actors are turning down this role because they don't want to sign up for 10 years of Marvel movies. 
And then Pedro was announced and everyone was like, boo, that's too easy and simple. Like effectively internet speak for, of course, he'll do a good job. Like, <laughs> right, right. We want to, yeah. we want a risky thing that we don't know about. It is a little gross that he's, he's 13 years older than Vanessa Kirby. Vanessa Kirby. It's not like the wildest thing Hollywood has ever done, but yeah, I mean, it's not like they're going to re-say it, retell it and have them not get married. Yeah. Right. So yeah, the internet's just mad about things to be mad about them. Mm-hmm. I think this is fun, though. I think it's going to be fun. I mm-hmm. like those characters. If you look on the promotional poster, a lot of hints about what we're looking at. So one, they are certainly astronauts because uh, the picture in the background of uh, the thing's character is ben him Grimm. as a human in an astronaut suit. Yeah, Ben Grimm. That is set in the 60s. The Time magazine they're holding is from the 60s. Yeah. yeah. So it's like going to be a period piece, which is a really cool thought that this will happen outside of all the Marvel shit. Yeah, great. Like everything it's going to be able to play in the same way that like the first Avenger did um, a little bit in the way that Captain Marvel did, but ways and it's like things that happen here have not happened yet. It does not matter. We'll certainly get a montage set to a, a popular 60s sure. hit. Yes. Um, yeah. The mamas and the papas or something. To the yard birds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like we might get, we might get like, you know, early beginnings of shield or rumors of like, Ant-Man and the Wasp yeah. shit like we'll get there's, that there's, uh where's that the 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 base was that the New York base that they visit in Endgame uh it's in New Jersey oh that's in yes. New Jersey yeah so so they're gonna do cool stuff like that I'm sure mm-hmm. the thing I care about and it's dumb is they have a robot butler I want to know who's gonna voice that robot <laughs> oh, butler fuck, that's so good. oh that's a good question Someone, oh, someone put Jason Manzukis's face out there, oh. and I can't unsee it. It's it's Simon Pegg is what it is the answer. Sure. Simon Pegg it's, is also a good answer. It's probably Sean Gunn, if we're being honest. <laughs> it could be yeah. Sean Gunn. <laughs> so I don't know. I think the next thing people are going to just fantasize about is who's Doom. I think Doom's not going to be the villain. Doom will obviously be referenced they've somehow. Said, they've said Galactus, played by ha- Javier Bardem, is the villain. Actually. Sure, give what? it to me. Yeah. Yeah, Holy shit, Where that's did they amazing. Say that? Um this might be this might still be like strong rumor territory. Yeah, there's then, no way that that's awesome. No, I've seen it I've seen it from more than one source, so it's at least um you know a unconfirmed rumor territory, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, ha- Javier Bardem as Galactus is supposed to be the villain with a yet to be cast doom doom appearing in the post. Oh, and this the is guy, the guy Matt, from Nipsa. this is a uh, Matt Shackman who did uh WandaVision. The director. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It is. That's great. So That's... yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for this. We're not going to get it for a year and a half. Yeah. Which yeah. as Matt so astutely pointed out means we might get a trailer like we did for Craven. Cause we got a Craven trailer two years out from that movie. Sure so did. who knows what we're going to get. But yeah, I think this is really, really fun. I'm looking forward to it for all the reasons Kyle pointed out. This is a team. How long has it been since we've had a movie from the superheroes that is like, this is your team here. They are start, And it's it also makes me think that they're not going to start with their origin. It's going to be like origin comes throughout the movie. Yeah, it's we'll just going to be here. They are. We'll get in media yeah. res like the actual adventure. Yeah. And then we'll get a quick like when Reed Richards and his family mm-hmm. went to space, like we'll we'll pass by a presentation in a in a in the Baxter oh, building. Yeah. Yes, they're in a they're yeah. in a parade for yeah. something different. Yeah. I would love a yeah, like a like a like a Vietnam War era like 
here, look at Reed Richards coming yeah. from yeah, <laughs> coming yeah. from space. Yep. Like that yep. Be, yep. I so love the that. Yeah. the question will then be like, how do we how do we get this team to the present day? What happens? Lots yeah. of answers. Don't care to speculate because that's what makes me mad. Because none of those answers are fun, and no one knows the actual answers. But boy, I love the thought that we might get a Galactus. It's not a cloud. Yeah, toothy cloud. Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. Holy shit, Javier Bardem is Galactus. Be a lot of fun. I really want to like touch on the the asset swap that happened with this too, because forever the promotional image for Fantastic Four was very futuristic and clean and clean, evocative of the event other Avengers logo stuff, and this is more like '60s mod, like chic design like it is very like you said earlier it's leaning into the like some part of this movie will take place in the 60s and Mm -hmm. and we're gonna really tap into that which is a good call i think that is a good like it feels like marvel's tape taking a step back they're kind of ramping down a bit and like Mm -hmm. this is gonna be a set in a time a character a character piece and yeah you might not get cgi the thing for 40 minutes in this movie like we might yeah. not we might not be a cgi slugfest until javier bardem in bright pur- <laughs> in a bright purple helmet yeah. shows up God. as yeah. a big spooky cloud oh well, man i think what's fun about this too is that you look at these four actors and you're like i'm good with these characters like yeah i'm mm-hmm. happy if i get these characters for four years ten years what have you like these yeah. are characters that I like all four of them as actors. I'm excited to see what they do. And you know, like, Marvel's not going to fuck this one up. Like, this is the one well, that, like, well, okay. Yeah, no, Mar- don't say it Marvel's going to Marvel's gonna try really hard to not fuck this one up. This is the first yeah. family. They've yeah. had yeah. three movies. Well, there's an even an older one. They've had multiple movies of this go poorly. Mind you, Chris Evans' first debut, Human Torch here. I mean, also, maybe we get him in Deadpool. That fir- the first, the first Fantastic Four movie is objectively good. Yeah, I mean, it had the had the Doctor Doom was the dude Doctor from Doom Nip was different Nick Top. <laughs> Could be fun. The second one went off the rails, but that first one was okay. Yeah, uh, Silver Surfer was was actually kind of cool to see as well. But yeah. I think that they are going to take a lot of love on this. They're going to handle it very carefully. They're going to make sure that like. These are handled properly and not fucked up to the best of their ability. I uh, I kind of I know that they're gonna they're gonna do fuckery with time and dimension warping and all that, yeah. but I I do I'm thinking through it and I'm I kind of like the idea of like this being a from the archives kind of like they're they're locked in the 60s and mm. we get like a like a Halo Reach style like all of this stuff was because like they died and yeah. like, they've been gone forever. Sure. But like they did this thing that led to Tony Stark getting an infinity gem in the seventies or something like I, like oh the first man. 20 minutes Part of, of watch like, really likes that. Part of yeah. me wonders with the like asset swap and the, like the cartoony, like image we got press image. We got with like all the Easter eggs in it. I wonder if this is going to be, wandavision esque where like not as all as it seems in the sixties. Mm, yeah. And um, you know, the bigger story is that it is actually present day. They're um, like this is all yeah. in someone's head somewhere kind of thing. That's also cool. There was a rumor that they were going to be from like a different earth. Yeah. Um sure. you know, which like plays into the thought of like 
Secret Wars, breaking the universe, building it again. You need to which, answer like, the unfortunate question of where were they during Thanos? Like that sucks. Yeah. And yeah. that's you, the worst yeah, part about it. Where were they during everything? Where were they during everything? Yeah. Well, and again, like if that picture is truly them in the sixties and not right. like them stuck in a time hole, how do they get to the year twenty twenty seven or whatever the Marvel universe is in right now with yeah. these people still being uh, that age? America Chavez, who sure. we'll never see again. <laughs> <laughs> We don't have time to list all the characters we'll never no. see again. No. Yeah, but pumped for this. I think it'll be yeah. fun. That's yeah, good. right. Like on. this will be this. The last thing I want to say about this. This I think will end up being another movie that's like an on ramp for people into the Marvel universe. That yeah, people will be like, oh, I'd go see the Fantastic Four movie. Yeah, it's fitting. It's gonna fit the new Spider-Man bill, especially sure. if they somehow sell it on. You don't have to watch anything to enjoy right. this you don't right. there's no homework for this one i feel like if if one pe- thing if there's one thing people are burnt out on marvel specifically yep. more than anything else it's the connected universe it's the, it's it's the, the fact homework. that like mm-hmm. yeah you, it's the homework yeah well said it's the you got to watch this show that show whatever and the thought that we're going to get brain smart pedro pascal yeah doing weird science shit yeah with Fuck ultimately yeah. like benedict cumberbatch doing magic with stretchy arms yeah 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 that is another positive i've seen in deadpool 3's favor too is that like yes the tva is there but like the tva is pretty easy to grasp you don't have to do any you don't have to do yeah a ton of homework for deadpool 3 time cops you get it time cops you get get it it. you get it yeah you get it yeah you get it the only thing that i want to say before we move on is that i think fantastic four Deadpool 3, and my guess is every Marvel movie that's going to come out for the next like five or six years is going to get this sort of sneaky buff from the fact that Marvel isn't doing 12 projects a year anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I think that if I could make the distinction, I don't think that the people, the hardcore like Marvel fan people are burned out on the connected universe. I think they're burned out on the homework. If you do a connected universe and I only have to see two things a year to get it easy, I'm in. We're saying the same thing. Yeah, I can much more easily get my wife to watch one movie before we go watch another movie. than I can be like, here's a book report on all the stuff (laughs) you're not going to watch. Here's seven seasons of a show. You need a premium subscription to follow. Right, right. Exactly. So I, I think whatever fuckery is pulled with fantastic four will be informed by the fact that we're not sitting in the theater saying, I wonder how it ties to this. I wonder how it ties to this. I wonder how it ties to this because there aren't going to be all those. This is, but my last question for today, and we can move through pretty quickly between our last episode and this one, I am Groot season two, Loki season two, the Marvels, what if season two and Echo have all entered the MCU. Have you guys watched any of these projects and were there any standouts for you? Um, I'll talk about Loki because I haven't seen anything else. <laughs> Great. Unless the you Marvels haven't... is on Disney Plus. I, it's on my iPad, Todd. I am only I am but a man. Yeah, all right. How much Final Fantasy you played this last week? Oh, so much. Kyle, <laughs> uh, have you finished Loki yet? No, I actually okay. I just started it the other day. Okay. Um, give me give me like 30 seconds of earmuffs and I'll I'll make this very quick. I think Loki season two 
I was really skeptical going in. And I think it ended up being an absolutely beautiful story. And absolutely. it was the perfect, like it, it did the thing that I was really afraid that it wasn't doing, which was make, t- telling a character specific Loki story. And mm-hmm. it was, if you were to pitch me, how do we, how do we get a series wrap on the character arc of Loki? I would not have done it better. I couldn't think of a better way to do it than they did it. It was absolutely beautiful. I loved it. The only thing I'll add about Loki before we tell Kyle to put his headphones back on is, (laughs) um, sorry, listeners, Kyle just put his headphones back on, took (laughs) them off, um, was that I agree with everything Andrew said. There's a part of me that wants to see him reconnect with Thor to settle everything. Like, I want to see like a really good moment of like, hey, brother, like this worked out. But other than that, I'm good. We're, we're waving Bring Kyle back. Is it, Bring safe? back. is it safe? It is safe. Well, it's not now. It's not safe for you and me for anything else, Kyle. <laughs> oh, I, I, yeah, that's fine. I will say, um, I watched one episode of Loki season two while I was recovering from the flu I had this week. Um, it is the probably the best first episode of a Marvel season, at least in a long, at least since WandaVision. It was an incredible first episode of season, like. Best season two opener, if there are any other season twos in the MCU. Um, It was a really good, really good, like, single episode that has me super excited for the rest of the season. Very good episode of television. Is anyone over the age of 20 who doesn't have kids watching I Am Groot? I didn't even know. I don't even know what that is. I watched (laughs) a couple episodes in the first one, and I was like, I get why they're doing this. It's fun little cartoons with Groot like telling little Groot stories. They're Groot yeah. shorts. It's like yeah, they're Marvel it's an Pixar episode. shorts. Yeah, mm. it's it's an episode of SpongeBob but Groot. Like minor appearances of Rocket and I think even Dave Bautista was in oh. one in the the first season. They're maybe I'm wrong, maybe it's just a drawing of Dave Bautista, I don't know. But like <laughs> they're yeah, they're just little pocket bits. Yeah. But the answer's no, Kyle. No. Yeah, I watched the first season. I didn't even know the second season had come out until I put these notes together. Todd, I know you've seen the Marvels. Do you have any yeah. thoughts there? The Marvels got a lot of hate. We talked about this earlier with like movies coming out at bad times and what happens. Marvels dropped at a time when there was the strike. So no one was promoting anything. There couldn't be any promo. Right. Let's talk about the other things that, that worked against it because the Internet's a shit place. Three leading it, women. Yeah, there were three leading two women. Of which are, um, two of which yeah. two are color. Yeah. Um, and Brie Larson got a lot of hate for Captain Marvel. Yeah, so one like of those three being Brie Larson, the, right? The yeah. Internet so also hates. everything, and it was off the tip. What was the last MCU movie prior? Was that Quantumania? Quantumania. No, Guardians yeah. three. Yeah. Guardians. Okay. Guardians and three. Yeah. Everyone was like, was was like, yeah, Guardians. But everyone pretended Guardians three was only James Gunn is the right. reason that it succeeded and not anything else about it. So right. they all compared the Marvels to Quantumania. So the Marvels yeah. got a lot of hate, um, unwarranted, and was set up to not be successful in the time when it came out. Because again, no promo happened for that movie whatsoever. Saw it in theaters, watched it again, Disney Plus, had my partner watch it. Rose reminded, it's a fun movie. It was not without its flaws. Um, the It got chopped up, you can tell. Mm, um, the... The villain has very little stated motivation. 
it rode hot on the heels of Secret Invasion, which was not a good series. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And so, mm-hmm. and it was also just like, for a thing that should have tied directly to it was not tied directly yeah. to it well. We did not see Amelia Clark's beefy arm, in case you're curious. Um, oh, but I'm deleting it from my iPad now. Yeah. And so I thought it was a fun movie. I thought the charisma or the the connection between the three leading characters was a lot of fun. The switching of the places is a lot of fun. My partner really enjoyed it, too. There's a there's a scene for those who haven't watched it in space featuring Goose that is a masterpiece. Truly. It is the funniest thing that like there's been very few times that I've watched a thing from a Marvel movie and laughed out loud and been like, that's really clever and funny on a number of levels. So when everyone else on the show goes to watch it, you'll know what I'm talking yeah. about. But I liked the movie. I think it got a lot of hate and I think it could have been fixed with a little bit of better script writing, a little bit of better pacing, um, a more fleshed out villain. And the ending created a very fun post credit scene uh, connection to the future of Marvel. Mm. Okay, it's a good pitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go watch it. I promise you're going to walk away saying this movie did not deserve the hate that it got. Matt, do you want to take Echo then? I do. Yeah. Have any of you guys watched Echo? Not yet. Yes. That's another one I watched the first episode of and looked good, but I will. I yeah, I will watch it's... Echo. I will watch the Marvels. I will not watch What If. Honestly, What If hot hot minute on What If season two. Okay. Better than season one. Boom. I thought. I agree. Um. A couple of the episodes are really good, whereas season one had like two good episodes. Um, The only weird thing that pulled that I really pulled from season two of What If? A lot of Captain Carter. A lot of Captain Carter. You know, they didn't do the whole through line of uh, the the Watcher's going to build this or watching over this universe and you're going to all combine this multiversal (laughs) Avengers thing. They didn't do that so much. But Captain Carter shows up uh, quite a few times and you're like... Haley Atwell, like you're just doing a lot of voice yeah. acting right now, huh? But I thought it was fun. I thought it was fun. I thought it was enjoyable. Season two of What If is worth watching, especially because they dropped it day after day after day. So you didn't have to wait mm. seven weeks to see everything. It was like Christmas break, basically. Every day they dropped a new episode. So go watch What If season two. I promise you're going to walk away from a couple of the episodes being like, well, that's fun. Yeah, less I of a strong pitch, content. but that's fair. But that's fine. <laughs> it's an honest pitch. Yeah, yeah. It's an honest pitch. Honest pitch. I agree with Todd. Um, what if two is fine? It is better than what if one. Um, talking about Echo, I loved Echo. I really, really mm-hmm. liked it. I good. finished Echo and then was surprised by how much some of the internet disliked it, yeah. and for the reasons that they disliked it. So obviously, because there's. There's no way you don't know at this point. Kingpin shows up in a lot of Echo and a lot of people felt like that was bad and that that took the story away from Maya Lopez. And I wholly disagree. I think that it was a really good series. And most importantly, it did a lot of things really well that mean a lot to people. And let me follow that sentence up by saying I cannot explain that better than the Marvel's assembled making of Echo special Mm. did. But even if you don't take the six hours or whatever to watch Echo, take the 45 minutes to watch the making of special to see how much this show means to so many people and how hard 
everybody who worked on that show tried to do everything the best that they could in a really just incredible way. Like the even in the assembled special, they talk a lot about how closely they worked with the Choctaw Nation. They Mm, also talk a lot about how everyone who worked on the movie from camera operator down to best boy down to like all the makeup and costume people, everybody got a four week ASL course so that everybody could speak ASL. And it wasn't like we only can talk to Maya or not Maya, excuse me. We can only talk to Alakwa through a translator. Like it's just the whole thing is so well done. You can tell that everybody who put hands on that movie did it with nothing but love and passion. Um, and I think it shows through. So yeah, I okay. like the series. I can't guarantee you that you'll like the series. Those were two very good pitches and one also third pitch. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The The making of yeah. special, I'd say, is required viewing. Cool. But that is that's all I got. Does anybody have else anything else to wrap up before we call it a day here? X-Men 97's coming. X-Men yeah, 97's X-Men 97. coming. Shit, I that forgot about that trailer. Great. Someone someone made the the joke that like the first four notes of the start is like a, a sleeper agent wake up call to like millennials. Yeah. Yeah. Between yeah being played at the super time half bowl. <laughs> half time. Super, super time, half time half bowl. Super time super half bowl is so good. <laughs> The Super Time Half Bowl Show. Um, that <laughs> That's what and, it's called now, y'all. And yeah, the it. and the X Men theme, both this like between those two, all millennial yeah. sleeper cells have been activated. We all we all got Winter Soldier. That do day. you think Super Time Half Bowl gets you out of the <laughs> the the arbitration that saying Super Bowl in a commercial it, would normally get you in? It like it's, I think so. It's a different version yeah, of the big you game. You don't have to say the big game. Yeah, yeah. X Men ninety seven. I do. I have really enjoyed seeing all of the people on Twitter be like. God, I can't believe they're going to make this woke. It's like, have you they ever no seen idea. X-Men? <laughs> have like, you consumed yeah. the X-Men yeah. ever? Like, that's the whole point of the X-Men, my guys. Other things that have come because of this. So I lo- I mean, I'm going to rewatch the X-Men animated 100%. series before this happens. Okay, Good. wait, hold on, hold on. What if, though, what if Avenge This just became an X-Men, ni- an X-Men cartoon rewatch? Don't we threaten can't, it with a can't do that because some some episodes are just... <laughs> my, <laughs> my, my Zoom down. call gave the thumbs down. We can't do that because some episodes are garbage episodes that, yeah, that nothing yeah. happens. But because the internet never forgets, someone pulled up the, the trailer and they're like, just as a reminder of some of the things that happened in the X-Men original series... One of which included Professor X making Magneto relive the Holocaust. Remember? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and Magneto's going, no, Charles, no. <laughs> oh, no. This is your uh, this is your reminder, everyone, that Professor X may be a good guy, but he is yeah. not a good dude. I know. This will be on in the background for the next three days of my the life. The other, I think, the best thing about the the reveal, though, so two two best things. One, uh, Gambit powering up Wolverine's claws, and then the internet discourse that has followed with like, but shouldn't they explode afterwards? You're like, shut up, nerd. shut you up, you don't yeah, care. No, up. yeah, they're giving us they're giving us more X Men Legends combos. That's yeah. all we ever yeah. wanted. We still have not seen a live action fastball special, so you just hold on. Yeah, and then the other thing is that uh, Magneto's waving golden locks at the end. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He um he looks like uh oh god. I guess it's just Dracula. I was going to say the guy from Castlevania. It's just fucking Dracula. Yeah. He looks like Dracula <laughs> the guy from, from Castlevania. Castlevania. Someone also pointed out that so there's there's the picture where they're all in like 
sexy 80s beachwear. Yeah. Um, yeah. which is very which is very funny because the internet has screen capped that and been like how don't you know that this is supporting <laughs> like marginalized folk right. but there's a really funny clip in that that rogue is still wearing a tank top over her full body suit which goes to show well because rogue can't touch people right yeah. Yeah. yeah um so it's like a really really like interesting like oh yeah. like they're staying true to this and that is kind of what would happen in that situation this is a question i had when i saw the trailer and i don't know I never looked it up, and I don't know the voice cast from the original. Anyway, it's mostly the original cartoon awesome. voice. I Very did look great. it up because the only, I was really hoping that Steve Blum was Wolverine because he is in all of the like recent, more recent games and comics. Mm-hmm. And this is mostly the original cast. Uh, there's a few uh, newbies in here. Jennifer Hale is in here. Yep, I saw um, that. Jennifer Hale, most famously uh, Fem Shep and all the Mass Effect games. Nice. And uh, there's one more that I was really excited about. Um, this will be Marvel's way, I think, of priming people for some of these characters when they show up for live action in a couple Ray of years. Chase. Ray Chase is also another voice actor nice. I like a lot. He he has done a few finals fantasy, but he's also done a bunch of other <laughs> things. Buried that lead. Yeah. But I think like this is going to be kind of the level set of... Yeah. You don't remember whatever James Marsden, and that's okay. Yeah. Here's Cyclops as yeah, well. Just leader. Ray, Ray Chase is the is the new Cyclops. Uh, yeah. Those are so Ray Chase being Cyclops and Jennifer Hale is Green Jean Grey. Those are those are two new ones, but it's a lot of the older, the original cast. His line to me, my X Men. Oh yeah. I was like, yep. oh yeah, yeah. I'm all I, in. I was very. It's the very Avengers assemble. I mean, it is the yeah. Avengers assemble of X Men. Like, if we can't get a revival of that series, because Avengers Assemble was a good series, then I'll take this. I'll take this in a heartbeat. Give it to me. Yeah, yeah I'm ready for this. Well, I think that's a perfect place to wrap it up. So, thank you so much for listening into Avenge This, a show brought to you by the nerds at Debate This. If you liked what you heard today, be sure to subscribe to Avenge This, the podcast feed where you can find recaps for movies and shows from the MCU and also sometimes the DC stuff, but we'll see. Until next time, I'm Matt Cole. I'm Andrew studying spiders in the Amazon until I died. Uh, Henderson. I'm Kyle, also studying spiders in the Amazon (laughs) before I died. Harper. And I'm Todd. I was... Also studying spiders in the Amazon, but then I lived in Milky Cave Water, so it was okay. Thomas. And we'll see you next time, which will probably be after Deadpool 3 in July, as long as none of us die after we study spiders, study spiders. Study spiders. in the Amazon. <laughs> <laughs>